0: So me going through that trauma as a kid, and I've said this plenty of times um, to myself as a teenager, it was worth me going through that, and I will go through it again if I could change one person's life for the better.
1: That's Elijah Morton, and this is the Soul & Wonder Podcast, Episode 59, Healing Through Emotional Trauma. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver
2: sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the soul and wonder podcast. We are so excited to have you here Christopher and Sarah
1: What's happening everybody? We are stoked to be here, as usual, and today we have a very special guest. As you heard in the intro, Elijah Morton is the man.
2: Now, Elijah is a special soul, and we are just so fortunate to have connected with him. He has such a powerful story. He is a musician, a producer, and a visionary, and he played piano since he was seven years old, a talent that he discovered after he saved himself and his older brother from drowning while in a state of unconsciousness witness accounts are the only memory he has of this event but about a year later he also discovered his remarkable gift for music along with deepened spirituality and intuition he attended and graduated from the conservatory of recording arts and sciences in arizona where he briefly worked with eminem's brother for an internship so let's you know not beat around the bush here, Elijah grew up witnessing more than just physical violence. He grew up as the oldest child of one of Detroit's biggest drug dealers of the time and was taught that you had to be tough or lose your life. He always knew that he didn't want to follow his father's path and the negative karma that was surrounding him. These events, however, only had power as long as Elijah allowed them to, which he realized shortly after his father's murder. So Elijah's hunger for spiritual study began when he was training to be a religious program specialist for the U.S. Navy. His studies took off after he watched The Secret, and he discovered an aha moment. Newfound confidence began to melt away the effects of childhood trauma. He was later mentored by Rebecca Manns, who was then hailed as the best fortune teller of Detroit. Elijah is doing a lot of beautiful work in this world. He's driven by his passion for helping people transform themselves, which he does in a variety of ways, producing music for meditation that bathes the soul, aura and body cleansing techniques that release emotional trauma, allowing individuals to embrace their negative emotions, provide guidance on how to avoid spiritual sabotage while creating a new you, and even provide insight into relationships. So... Some of the topics covered in this episode are very truthful, very down-to-earth, and very necessary for us to get real with. We're going to dive into Elijah's background and experience with violence and how it has shaped him into the man he is today. We're also going to talk of the power of forgiveness and the embracing of intuitive gifts to embark on a spiritually healing journey. And this episode is really primarily about the aura and body cleansing techniques that you can use to help you break up stagnant emotional energy. We all have it. We all have it, and so we're going to talk about the importance of working with the energy field regularly to create clear pathways for channeling your unique gifts and talents, much like Elijah has done, and he's going to share with you a bit of advice to those of you who may be really struggling to find healing on your journey Welcome to the Soul & Wonder Podcast, Elijah. We're so happy to have you with us today. What's happening, Elijah?
0: Oh, I'm just over here. You know, I I enjoyed the sunrise this morning. I have candles lit, and I'm just in my zone. I like
1: that. I like that a lot. It's a good way to start the day. Just relax, get in the right frame of mind, and uh, tackle the day from there. Absolutely.
2: So, Elijah, let's just jump right in, because I know after listening to your bio, our listeners are probably like, all right, give us more details. So, you know, you had, just to be frank, quite the traumatic uh, childhood and upbringing. And so I'm wondering, how do you feel your history has shaped you into the man that you are today?
0: Honestly, I think my, as weird as it may sound for certain people, like when I tell them the story. And, and then after I tell them the story, I say that I'm grateful for what I've been through. They kind of listen to that and say, oh, that's a little weird considering the stuff that you've been through. But to me, I am really, really grateful for the things that I have been through. They didn't need to happen the way that they did. But they gave me this strength and this resilience that I don't think I would have gotten any other way. Um, mm-hmm. Gotten through a lot of things that could have been bigger, you know, in my mind, but consider what I, what I went through, they were a lot smaller. So it definitely helped me to be a lot more resilient than I think I would have been without it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what part of that, of your upbringing, do you feel really transformed you the most when you were able to shift into that moment of gratitude? What do you carry with you that, that that is like a helpful reminder every day that, hey, yeah, I've been through this. I've transformed through that. I'd like to hear your thoughts.
0: I would say there was a moment when I went through physical abuse from my father. <laughs> my father, just to give the story, he was a drug dealer back in Detroit so there was that whole life of actually doing drugs and selling drugs plus the violence, the liquor, just this different mindset when you're under that influence and I was about, I want to say four or five years old and my uncle, his brother one morning literally just made up a story to kind of, I want to say get back at my mother, that's a different story but he wanted to kind of throw something in my mother's face emotionally Mm -hmm. so he lied and told my father that I allowed my older brother to molest me which absolutely did not happen Mm. and me being four or five years old and having this big man with his deep voice yelling at me for about 20 minutes telling me not to lie I'm thinking if I just admit to it quote-unquote admit to it then you know I wouldn't be making him mad or anything and he would just leave me alone so when I did that uh, <laughs> when I did that he took his frustration out on me and I was covered from head to toe and maroon bruises hmm. and uh, it got so bad to where I was in so much pain that he had to put me in a bath of Epsom salt just to ease the pain and looking back on that and being able to forgive him and know that he was not in his right state of mind mm. and to know that it he, he was genuinely hurt by it, to know that it genuinely hurt him, that is the biggest moment for me, to know that I can look back at that and forgive him and know that he didn't mean it.
2: And, you know, where I'm sure some listeners are thinking, like, this is, you know, this is a topic, too, that comes up a lot for us as personal development coaches is people want to ask, like, well, what about people with abusive childhoods or traumatic experiences as children? You know, how in the world can we put it on them to at some point in their lives even take ownership and and move forward, you know? And so my question to you is where... And how did you find that forgiveness within yourself as a child, but even grown into an adult man?
0: You know, it his death really didn't hit me until I was about 20. Um, because there was a lot of abuse there. As as much as it hurts me to say when he passed away, I kind of, it was kind of like a sigh of relief. Like I don't have to go through that anymore. And I just kind of blocked it out over the next 10 years. But when I be, when I turned 20 years old is when it really um, hit me that he was gone. it was just, I don't even know if I can really explain what it was. There was always this knowing this voice that, he didn't mean it that he was apologetic even after death you know i always mm-hmm. felt his apology I always felt the spirit of him being genuinely you know apologetic for it so it's like i always knew mm-hmm. that he didn't mean it and i was his, i was his first child so you know i was very special so he loved all of his children but especially me he really wanted a child before you know i was born so there was always that weird spiritual bond <laughs> that we didn't really have <laughs> while he was here because I was really afraid of him while he was here. But at, I think I really grew closer to him after he passed away.
1: Mm. Wow, that's really powerful. And and that, that power of forgiveness is, you know, we talk about that a lot. And until you really experience that for yourself and really feel that on your soul and the way it shakes you, you can't really explain it. It's really ineffable. Um, and you can't really tell people about that unless you have felt it yourself. And so that's such a powerful tool um, to use to cleanse yourself of this trauma. And so
2: you know and it's interesting because you had gifts as a child that you really embraced your love of music piano um class if i remember correctly you grew up with a classical background right
0: oh uh, yes my mother after a near-death after a near-death experience i just had this insatiable hunger for music and to learn music and classical was where i started out my mother would buy me classical cds and i would just learn them. I would devour the CDs and learn all of them <laughs> in like a week.
2: Wow. <laughs> how, how is that possible?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea.
2: <laughs> Where do you think the connection lies between your unique individuality expressed through your gifts and talents and the traumatic experiences you had growing up? I think
0: that I've always had this, as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to deeply impact people, and I wanted to deeply impact them on a level to where they will be forever changed for the better. Mm. So me going through that trauma as a kid, and I've I've said this plenty of times um, to myself as a teenager. It was worth me going through that, and I will go through it again if I could change one person's life for the better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm. me having that trauma it really it actually fueled me a little bit more to to help people because there was a certain level of happiness that I'd never experienced as a kid, and it's kind of like giving that happiness to other people is my way of going back to the past and healing that part that I didn't, you know, that happy part that I didn't experience as a kid. So it's like I'm living through their happiness whenever mm-hmm. I can make someone else happy.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that, you know, it took a little while after your, your father passed away for you to decide to cleanse yourself of this trauma, but where did you even begin healing from your past and how did you sustain this um, throughout your journey?
0: Well, it started with, a reading from a medium. Her name is Rebecca Mann. She ultimately became my spiritual advisor. Um, just randomly, one day, I had this desire to get a reading. and just came out of nowhere. Or it seemingly came out of nowhere. We know <laughs> that you know, nothing comes out of nowhere. But I was more so called to get a reading from a medium. And it was ultimately this lady named Rebecca Manns, And she told me that I am also intuitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And at first, I didn't believe her, but I would put things together from the past, like I knew when my father died, the moment it happened, I knew when my mother was in an accident. Um, So putting things back, or putting things together from the past, it did make sense. And ever since then, it's like I knew I wasn't crazy mm. for me thinking and feeling the way that I felt about certain topics. And from there, it was just this, this journey of delving deeper into spirituality and understanding why certain things operate the way that they do. And from there, it just unfolded naturally. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. How would you say, you know, because this isn't uncommon that when people experience trauma, whether it's through childhood, whether it's through adulthood, it's often the catalyst for a very spiritual journey, or it can go the complete opposite direction, right? Like people can fall into um, that sort of depression pit. You know, I've been there. I feel it. I get it. Um, but because of that darkness, I I knew there needed to be another option, and spirituality, just that connection with the greater self and and world at large, universe at large, was the only thing that was going to pull me out of that. And so it sounds like the same thing similarly happened to you as well and people all around the globe. But what what is the difference between the people who do get themselves out of that pit and the people who unfortunately don't find an outlet?
0: Hmm. I think the people who don't find the outlet, they're not processing what it is they're going through they're not processing their interpretation of what's going on it may freak them out to know Mm -hmm. that they can hear people who have passed on it may that may freak them out it may freak them out to just know certain things about people so i think the gift can be a little overbearing for them Mm -hmm. um and then the other people the other side of that equation those people just embrace it You know, still, even with that, it's still a bit of overwhelm that comes with it. Um, I think that everyone who is, or everyone's spiritually inclined on some level, Mm -hmm. but those who are deeply spiritually inclined, I think that they do suffer some kind of trauma in the past. It's kind of like the gift of the curse. I've noticed that as well. My mentor, she uh, went through the same thing. So I think it's just one of them kind of freaks them out they're not prepared for it and the other one they uh they embrace it no matter how rocky that road it it is a very rocky road (laughs) I would say that no matter how rocky that road is they just hold on for the ride
1: Mm. Mm mm-hmm I like that. And embracing that is is really what it's all about. And, and I think that's easier said than done for a lot of people because, again, like you mentioned, the road does get rocky. It's very turbulent. And I think a lot of us lose control in those times. But being able to stabilize yourself in any way and grasp onto something that you're familiar with is super important. So now... Well, it's,
2: you know, it's a continuous unfolding of the unknown when you do open up that spiritual door, when you do start to explore your innate God given gifts, you, you have to accept at some point, I have no clue what's going on. And I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other and continue to allow this, this journey To go exactly where it needs to go and there's a certain element of faith and trust that we have to embody to be able to even walk that path and so you know at what point in your journey though was it when you got that mediumship reading or was it before when you started asking those questions what is life what's after death where am i going like where did your evolution really begin
0: i would say the reading was the catalyst
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, prior to that, I did have these thoughts in my head, you know, but I kind of kept them under wraps because I thought that if I were to say them out loud to the people that raised me that I would seem crazy, you know, there's also that shame that comes with, you know, being intuitive as, as well. Um, but I would say, honestly, more recently, did it really get started? because what you just said was was powerful when you, sometimes you just have to give up, you know, not give up in the sense to where you just throw in a towel, but say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I want you to guide me, whether you call it the universe, God, Buddha, Jesus, whatever, that power that we stem from, you know, sometimes you just have to say, you know what, I can't do this by myself, so you show me the way. Mm -hmm. And that was more so recently, I would say, Probably about two three months ago mm-hmm. two or three months ago it, it was a time to where I did not know where I was going in life I know I had these dreams and this dream felt like a mission and I even told Courtney I said if that mission is not fulfilled in this life <laughs> I will literally reincarnate myself just so that mission can be fulfilled <laughs> um so that was more so recently that was I, I say about two three months ago I was just in my room at night just saying okay something has to give and Mm.
2: you know it just it just came to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's amazing
1: so now so now you you're at a point where you guide people through their own transformations through a wide variety of ways with a focus on emotional healing and releasing trauma so tell us a bit about the aura and body cleansing techniques you like to use what is it and how does it
0: work The aura and body cleansing techniques um, that I use, I've noticed that there are two parts or for my personal journey, there were two parts of my emotional trauma. There was the psychological part and then there was the spiritual part. I can do all of these psychological techniques, but there would still be something that will creep up and Mm -hmm. bring me right back to that place that I was in and when i started to meditate is when everything came full circle you know they kind of worked together and what i do is is just focusing on all seven layers of the aura making sure all seven layers of the aura are you know working together make sure they're not conflicting with one another and that in turn will also help the psychological aspect of it as well
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in your definition what is what is the aura
0: the aura is the energy that you give off, the frequencies, the vibe that you give off. Mm-hmm. It is your, some people call it electromagnetic energy. Um, it's just the energy and vibe that you vibrate. And it can change colors depending on your mood, depending on the frequency that it's at. It can also house certain emotions. And it can also absorb emotions of people that are around you, kind of like a net. Mm-hmm. I think of it as a net. And it can absorb whenever someone's sad, whenever someone's depressed, or even whenever someone's happy. It's like when you walk into a room and someone is just lighting the whole room up with their personality. It's almost like that's contagious, mm. you know. So it's the same. It's uh, yeah. It's like a net. You can absorb energy from around you.
1: Yeah, and I think I think for a lot of um, people, especially with we can't see it with our five senses or we can't sense something, smell something, see something, it's difficult for us to comprehend. But I think um, it really comes down to a knowing, a feeling, right? And I think that's what you're talking about.
0: Right, yeah. A lot of it, I some of it I can't explain. Some of it I had to walk people through so they can feel it for themselves. Because mm-hmm. a lot of spiritual work, it, it has to be felt, you know, for in order for you to fully grasp it.
2: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how would you say, you know, for people who are interested in, in getting in tune with their aura, what's your recommendation for strengthening that, that sort of knowing of their own uh, energy field?
0: Number one, I would say a good grounding technique. If you get grounded, then you will be able to notice subtle changes in yourself and your personality they're very subtle in the beginning so people it's easy for people to overlook them a good grounding technique a good centering technique and also this is something that really helped me the golden aura meditation and what you do is you meditate and you imagine a golden aura Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or golden layer surrounding your aura and what this does is it strengthens your aura and it prevents any kind of negativity from coming in. And that really works. And you have to do that for about 21 days. You can't just do it once mm-hmm. and then say, okay, I'm, I'm good. You have to do it continuously. You have to build it and strengthen it over time.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah we tend to live in a quick fix society we talk about that a lot you know people are like just give me one thing I can do and make it all better and like you said you have to commit to it it's a discipline it's a process but also it's it's a holistic approach you know you did the psychological work as well granted the psychological work wasn't the end all be all. And so that's where you moved into the energetic approach for releasing these emotional traumas. Um, But, you know, then there's the physical component too, like what foods are we putting in our body? What exercise, what movement are we giving ourselves each day to ensure that our spiritual work or energetic, if you want to call it the psychological work and everything else can unite in a cohesive um, unit, so to speak.
0: Right. And food is is very, very important. I've I've noticed that um when I start to eat healthier or just more quality food in general, mm-hmm. you know, I would have a happier feeling, I would feel lighter. You know, the aches and pains wouldn't be there because food is just information that you're putting inside of your body. So if you were to eat, I don't know, a, a pork chop, you know, you're putting this dead carcass information inside of your body versus avocados and fresh fruit and fresh plants you put yes. life inside of your body
2: you're speaking our language
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i got a, i'm not gonna lie i got a little nervous there i was like oh no what's he gonna suggest as healthy food <laughs> oh no.
0: <laughs> no, no oh no, no. <laughs>
2: you know that's so it plants they have that higher vibration there's actually been photographs taken to capture the energy emitted from these these organisms and it's it's beautiful to see their vibrant colors especially compared organic plants and produce towards genetically modified although organic plants and produce have a more vibrant energy they're brighter colors and it what we put inside us becomes us and so I know people are wondering all right so you're telling me to ground, How can I ground? What's the easiest way to ground?
0: The easiest way to ground is to, of course, you want to get into a relaxed place, quiet, no distractions. You want to allow yourself time. I've noticed that people try to ground in 15 minutes, but there are like distractions around them and they're probably new to it. So they're unable to relax themselves. And giving yourself, I used to give myself about two hours. I wouldn't use the full two hours. I would just give myself about two hours so I know it wouldn't be confined to about 15 or 30 minutes. But the way you would do it is when you get into meditation, you would imagine light coming from above, from the sun, going through the top of your head and down into your root chakra. You will hold it there. And as you release your breath you will transfer it to the earth through roots Mm. and people often worry about okay if i'm giving negative energy to the earth is it going to hurt the earth but there's no such thing as negative energy energy is just energy Mm -hmm. and it's more so the intention behind it so the earth knows what to do with that energy Mm -hmm. so you're not going to hurt the earth at all
1: Mm -hmm. i like that i'm glad you said that it's just recycling the energy essentially Um, Yes. And so by doing those techniques um, and allowing yourself to do that, what what do people generally feel after doing that for quite some time?
0: Generally, they will feel when they come out of it, they describe it as feeling lightheaded. But it's not. uh, I don't know why they use the word lightheaded. (laughs) It's more so just a clear focus, a clear mind, clear way of thinking. uh, Lighter in the body. Uh, less stressed, uh, more clarity, Um, things along those lines. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: And it's so important to do this regularly, um, especially after being in contact with so many people throughout the day. Just for people who work in the spiritual realm or work in personal development, um, people who are just exposed to a lot of energies, you know, where sponges just comes in and out. And so to cleanse ourselves regularly is really important.
0: Yes, every day. I I would do it every day, even if you only have 15 minutes. 15 minutes is better than no minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, I've had to do it after coming from people's houses because... Mm. The rooms, the walls, the the curtains, the blinds, all of those absorb energy as well. So for as long as that house, for example, has been around, if that house hasn't been cleansed, then you, when you walk into it, you're going to absorb a bit of that energy from as long as that house has been around. So all of that emotional trauma that went on in that room, the happiness, the sadness, the joy is going to go with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it, like you said before, especially with the people, you know, so, you know, even walking past people, but even so if we get closer and give someone a hug, their imprint is automatically um, will infiltrate our energy field as well. So doing those cleansing techniques, I mean, we're in contact with so many people every single day that, you know, doing that is super important. And I know Sarah and I have done a lot of that and it, we can tell how much it really does help.
0: Oh yeah, it it helps a lot. And again, that was one way why, or that was one way how I got past a lot of emotional trauma. Um, What it did for me was it allowed that that, that hold that it had on me, Mm -hmm. it allowed that hold to break up. It allowed it to dissolve so that I did have enough strength to persevere through it. So it's kind of like crumbling it up first Mm -hmm. before I can work through it.
2: Mm. Yeah, I just got an image of like, a blob of like stagnant energy and this visualization practice just sort of helping to to dissipate this energy field that then can then be cleansed.
0: Right. Correct..
2: Mm-hmm. And how would you say, Regularly investing time in yourself to not only heal through past traumas and release that, but to maintain your emotional well being now. How would you say this awareness in your life has impacted your music?
0: Oh man, it, <laughs> musically, it allowed a flow of creativity and not creativity from here from earth it, it it's like creativity from a place that i don't even know like i don't even know where it's coming from uh but it's it's very it's a very clean energy very inspired and the whole world is is taken into account mm. so it's kind of like this healing of the whole world that that comes into play and that's exactly what i want thats part of that mission that i talked about earlier (laughs) you know it's i feel as if through the power of music could because music itself is just energy you know Mm -hmm. there's that age old question if a tree failed in the forest and no one was there to hear it would it make a sound and the answer to that is no it wouldn't
1: Mm -hmm. scientifically
0: it would not because there is no one to hear it You know, and just to give you the science of it, an ear is a transducer. It converts that energy wave into sound. Mm. So before it turns into sound, it's just energy. So with that, it's like, what kind of music are you listening to? Are you listening to music that has negative intentions? Are you listening to music that has healing intentions? And doing this work and doing music, it allowed me to further inject healing intentions into the music itself.
1: Mm, I love that. And, you know, opening your channels the way you have with this emotional cleansing techniques and um, different things that you're doing allows you to be that conduit, that clear channel for you to receive these transmissions um, through you. And um, I think it's one of the most powerful feelings one can have. And so to hear that you're injecting positive messages and positive vibrations in your music is is wonderful. And I know so many people can benefit from that in so many ways, whether they really it or not, it could be just on a subconscious level, receiving those positive vibrations is so, so key to someone's healing.
0: Absolutely. And for the channel, the channel has to be as perfect as the channel can be in terms of a healed vessel in order to do, um, to do the work as best as that, as, as best as that person can do it. So it's very important to me to stay grounded and it's very important to cleanse my aura of whatever negativity I may accumulate even if it's just someone's thoughts you know because thoughts creep up on you too even if someone doesn't verbally say it they can verbally agree with you but they may be thinking the exact opposite and you may not know it in that moment but you will feel it in the long term Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. well you're a true example of cleansing the old to make way for the new to open oneself up to receive the gifts of the universe through the expression of your unique individuality and so i just want to congratulate you for taking what you were you know quote unquote, given or chose, you know, depending on people's beliefs here, you know, as far as what goes on before this incarnation, you took what you had, and you turned it into something beautiful. And that, to me, is true strength and resilience.
0: Ah, Thank you. Thank you for that. That means a lot.
2: You know, so what are some words of wisdom you could offer to our listeners that might really be struggling in their lives right now? Like they are in the depths of it, you know, and sometimes when we're in the depths, we don't want to hear go cleanse your aura, go do the the work, you know, what would you say to them?
0: I would say that, <clears throat> number one, of course, I've been there. I, I've been there and I experienced some very, very, very lonely dark hopeless times and coming out of it what I've come to understand is that all of that is just an illusion mm-hmm. it's just an illusion and there's no such thing as anything that wants to punish you like you you're, they're not going through it just because because some people think that they're going through things because they did something wrong mm-hmm. or they feel guilty about something that never really even happened so they think they're being punished. Nothing is punishing you. It's just our interpretation of what's going on. Mm. It's our interpret, it, and it's also that part of ourselves. Some people call it the ego, that just needs to be healed. That needs to to be matured a little bit. It's kind of like the the little kid who who's hungry and goes into the kitchen and wants a cookie. And the mother scolds him, and then that child gets on himself and, and feels horrible about it. You know, there's nothing wrong. It's just, you know, something that needs to be learned.
2: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it can be really difficult, you know, in those moments to, to detach ourselves enough to be the observer in that moment of struggle, to be able to detach from the stories we're telling ourselves and to see it from a wider perspective. But I know that when, when we can get to that point, and it might take practice, it takes practice through struggle to be able to, to, to observe, to be aware of what's happening in a way that's there, that, that doesn't involve a sort of unhealthy attachment. And when we can get to that bird's eye view, it's, it's when you finally realize, okay, this too really shall pass. This too shall right. pass. Much with my happiness, much with my tears, much with my pain, it all is fluid.
0: Right. The, the hardest part about it all is to know that it is just an illusion. That is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. You know. And once you realize it's an illusion, you're like, fuck, man. I, it, <laughs> you know, whatever you got to throw at me, to throw it at me. <laughs> you know, right? that, when, when you really understand that, like, you know for a fact that nothing is going to hold you back. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes.
1: And that's liberation in its essence.
2: <laughs>
0: liberation in its essence. Yes, it is.
2: <laughs> and my, the things we learn about ourselves in the darkest of our days. And that is, uh, to me, the most beautiful opportunity to grow. Because think about it. If nothing ever, nothing difficult ever happened to you in your entire life, what, what, Kind of life would you live, you know? How fully would you really truly live if you've never stared death in the face or if you've never been afraid, if you've never, you know, felt like giving up? How fully would you truly live? And so, you know, I'm not saying this in the way that I think everybody needs to suffer, but we can learn. If we haven't suffered to a certain degree, we can learn from those who have. And to whichever degree we have suffered, we can use that as a way to enhance our lives and the lives of those around us by sharing our experience, sharing our vulnerabilities, sharing our fears, and most importantly, sharing our progress.
0: Welcome to Earth School. Yes.
2: Earth School. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, yeah, you hit it right there on the head. Um, you know, going through that and sharing it with people. Um, It really helps them because it Mm -hmm. lets them know that they're not alone. And what I thought, you know, when I was going through depression, I thought that I was alone. I thought I was weird. I thought I was an outcast. You know, I thought I was the only one. But when I started hearing stories of people that were going through similar things that I was going through, it was like, oh, I'm not alone. You know, and and it seems weird because you know that other people are going through depression, but for some reason you think that you're going through it alone Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when you're really not.
1: Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be heard. And we are all connected. And by really reaching out and sharing the stories that you have and others, it's really empowering um, and supportive to everybody else that's listening. So, you know, we really, uh, again, appreciate your vulnerability, appreciate you doing the work that you're doing in order to help those that come through your path and bring them and elevate them
0: to a new level of living. I really do appreciate those words. And I do appreciate you having me on. I really enjoy the podcast. I'm a listener myself.
2: That's amazing. That's amazing. And so what's on the docket for Elijah Morton? What do you have planned in the future with your music, with your expertise, your life? What's going on?
0: with as far as the energy cleansing i'm actually starting a beta group this beta group is for a product that i'm going to launch and this product is designed around dissolving the ego and people have the wrong idea of what the ego is they think it's the enemy when it's really not you know again nothing is against you um so it's just getting uh dissolving the ego and i'm also doing consultations for our manifestation
2: where can our listeners follow you
0: the website is www.thefreedomessence.com and i have all my social media uh twitter and instagram on there as well so if you want to follow me on social media you can just go ahead and click those links on that website
2: amazing amazing well any last bit of words of wisdom you'd like to share i would say
0: what, another thing that really helped me was not letting anything offend you. Mm. When you get offended by something, it's like you're handing over your power to whatever that is, saying, here, you have the remote control to my emotions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But uh, yeah, really getting over things that offend you and, and not saying don't get upset by it because we're going to get upset by things. Your, your car tire may go out. And you're going to get upset temporarily. But when you're upset you can get past it really quickly when you're offended it follows you throughout the day the week the year and ugh. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: very good point very good point don't take things personally people
2: because mm-hmm. those <laughs> absolutely those who are you know we, we, we find ourselves in others and relationships are those mirrors and so when you find yourself taking things personally is it really because what the person did or said and if it you know I'd like to invite people to try to identify those needs that they feel weren't being met in that moment and then take ownership of those needs and fulfill them on your own because nobody else can do that for you. And, you know, like you said, let things go, let things go. It doesn't mean doesn't mean being apathetic it doesn't mean not committing to transforming the world for the better it just means knowing that it's not because of you whatever this person did or said it's not because of you it's because of their own stories that they're telling themselves and when we can find that compassion for their experience we don't have to absorb all the energy they're they're projecting at us
0: Right. And you, you said it. Um, and also, there's no such thing as right or wrong as far as anybody's journey and the way they choose to live their life. Um, I used to think that, you know, since people didn't align with my philosophy, then they're wrong. You know, people are living their own journey. And it again, is nothing personal. And oftentimes, when, when things offend you, often, it's not what it seems.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've learned
0: that personally. You know, it's not what it seems to be Mm
2: -hmm. very, very well said.
1: Well, thanks for ending on, on that positive note. And I think all our listeners will get a lot out of this or have got a lot out of this, this episode. And again, we really appreciate having you on and we're just excited to follow your journey and to see where it all takes you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. All right. You have a wonderful day.
0: You too
2: super inspirational. What a wonderful story. I'm so, so grateful that we were able to share that space with Elijah. We'll definitely be following his story as I hope you will as well. So check it out. If you enjoyed this interview, be sure to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss an episode and please leave us a review. This helps us to grow our podcast and reach a wider variety of people and bumps us up in the ranking.
1: And be sure to also join us every Sunday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube for our new live series, Conscious Conversations, a show where we literally just have a conversation about all the stuff we already talk about behind the camera in our daily lives as a couple steeped in the realm of personal growth and spirituality. In these interactive videos, we share our opinions, beliefs, expertise, And experience to provoke thought and inspire action for you to awaken, discover, and connect to the deeper meaning of life and the world around you. We love this show. We have so much fun, and we would love for you to join us. Ask your questions. It's very fluid, very open, and relaxed environment, and we invite you into our space to share that with us. You can scroll to the bottom and find the link to our YouTube channel in the show notes, and until then, we'll see you guys next time.
2: And while you're on your way out, enjoy this short interlude called Peace of Your Heart, made by Elijah Morton himself.